Welcome in, welcome back everybody to a starting quarterback and captains named for 2021 edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you could catch this program on the very popular website known as YouTube. If you haven't hit subscribe, please do so. I appreciate it. And if you approve of the content afterwards, go back up and give it a thumbs up. Twitter, search bar, Always Irish, or at JKZND4. Emails, alwaysirishnd at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want me. You can get me merchandise link below in the description in case you feel like honoring the venerable Mr. Frank Leahy as I've chosen to do today. So, we have some ground to cover here and a couple details to go over as some news broke out of Notre Dame over this last weekend. Here, you know what I'm going to do first, because I'll forget it if I, if I don't. It's nice to see Notre Dame players in NFL preseason games making plays. Ian Book had some highlights. Awusu Karmoa had some highlights. Uh, Adi Ugandeji, I saw some of his highlights. So I want to cover that before we get into the other stuff, just so I don't risk forgetting it. Really good to see our guys making an impact early. I love seeing all those highlights all over my Twitter timeline. Now, back to the news. Brian Kelly names Jack Cohn starting quarterback for the year. I don't know about you guys, but this is not a shock. This is not a surprise to me in any way, shape, or form. I figured this is how it was going to go shortly after I learned of this transfer. I, I just, I didn't see it going any other way because why would Cone come here when he has one free year left and ride the bench? Like, it that just makes no sense to me. So I'm not saying that this was like predetermined where in the transfer portal discussions, Kelly said, come here, you're guaranteed to start right away. I don't think that was the case. But I feel like it had to be leaning strongly that way in terms of a borderline guarantee for Cone to agree to come here. It makes no sense otherwise. If I have one free extra year, the last thing I'm going to do is go somewhere, work my butt off, and ride the bench. It ain't happening. I've worked hard. I have this one extra year. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to make the most of it. So I don't think it was guaranteed, but I think it was kind of a Pretty sure thing. Anyways, that's how it went. Kelly announced it on Twitter. Whatever. Of course. Of course. As with any news that's Notre Dame, this generated a lot of thoughts on social media. The exact issue we discussed here on this program, the minute Cone transferred to Notre Dame, is again a big marking point, a delineation point of discussion among the fan base now. Cone, with one year left in his experience as the starter, versus getting Pine or Buckner more involved early with multiple years forthcoming 
with upside and growth and momentum. Now, the other piece of this that I have to include because it's a big deal to me. I don't think I would be looking at this quite as critically if we didn't open up 2022 at Ohio State at the Horseshoe and all their talent and all their fans and everything that goes with playing Ohio State. Now, I totally understand this coaching staff and Brian Kelly is not worried about week one of next year when he's got to worry about week one of this year in a few weeks. I totally get that. But as a fan, I have the luxury of looking at this both ways. And I'm also looking at this year, we need development from the guys behind Cone. So somebody's ready to step in there at the horseshoe week one. And we don't get totally embarrassed by a top two program in the country. Maybe top three at the worst the last ton of years. Okay, so all these things are kind of moving together. A lot of people love Cone, his experience, all that kind of stuff. A lot of people want the younger guys to get experience because so it's not a one and done. They can get their rookie mistakes out of the way this year and be more polished going into next year in Ohio State. I understand all that. That's kind of the dynamic we're working in here. And it's stuff we've talked about here. This is nothing new. It is clear the staff must believe that Jack Cohn's the best option right now. Here's what I do like. I do like that every time anybody's talked about Jack Cohn from the Notre Dame camp angle, whether it's players, coaches, people watching, whatever, You keep hearing consistency, consistency, consistency. That was not an Ian Book strength. That's a big deal to me. That stability and consistency within an offense that is evolving and hopefully trying new things, being more aggressive, seeing stuff we're not necessarily used to seeing as Notre Dame fans the last handful of years of Notre Dame football in which... The offense did enough, but the defense was winning. The defense is the backbone of the program. Still is till I see something different. So here's where I'm at with this overall. I look at Cone as having two jobs this year. Number one, win the games in 2021. Number two, Be a steward of the new offense through consistency. So I need Jack Cohn to to do both of these at the same time. Win the games in front of us this year and also at the same time. With his experience, knowledge, maturity, the clock slowed down for him at his age, how many years he's been playing. Be a good steward of the new offense. Help get this installed, get things settled down, get comfortable with what new stuff's going to look like, what we're running it, how we run it, make it look good, make it easier for whoever the next legitimately young guy is that's going to have to play starting next year at the horseshoe. 
Make that job and transition as easy as possible. So that's what I need from Cohn. Based on the reports of his consistency and practice and all that kind of stuff, making good reads, doing all this stuff you want to hear your quarterbacks doing, I'm fine with this program. I'm fine with this plan as long as Jack Cohn delivers. Otherwise, this is a wasted year. Now, here's the thing. You could say that position is a cop-out and an easy way out for me to say. Because nobody knows how this is going to go this year once the game starts. You just don't know. But I think it's perfectly fair for me to say if the reports from camp are accurate, Cone's the perfect guy to get this new-look offense off the ground and flying high and going in the right direction, making it easier for everybody else to step in when he's gone after this year. Fine. Fine. But only if he's effective and good. If he's not effective and good and we start dropping ball games to teams we have more talent than and they stick with him, then I have problems. Then it, then it is a wasted year because you're not accomplishing the mission this year and you're getting zero development out of the quarterback position for next year when you play one of the best teams in the country week one. That's the only part of this I can't be okay with. So if this is the plan and it goes according to plan and Cone is consistent and good and pushes the ball downfield with accuracy, all the stuff we've wanted to see the last few years and haven't, great, great. But if this goes sideways and he's making bad mistakes and it just doesn't look like it's all gelling, that's where some tough decisions need to be made. Because you can't do that all year, lose games, and not be developing for what you need coming up next year. You can't do that to the program a dozen years in. So the fan in me, 2021 and 2022 are linked. I think even if Cone's doing well, I would like to see Pine and Buckner find packages or find ways to contribute because even if cone does great it's gonna be really scary whoever we throw out there at quarterback in the horseshoe week one next year that's already top of mind to me you gotta have somebody prepared for that environment so even if the cone experiment goes great i need to find some ways to get these other guys opportunities so they're not walking in the horseshoe and it's overwhelming and it all goes downhill and our season screwed week one next year. That can't happen. Can't happen. Kirk Herbstreet blew up a tweet from a Notre Dame fan reacting to this saying, here we go again, Brian Kelly opting for the safe conservative route rather than going with the young upside potential developmental route with the guy with uh, more gifted athletic skills overall, but is green, needs experience, needs reps. Herb Street blew up that tweet from a Notre Dame fan 
railing on it saying, you know, I don't want to hear you praising Notre Dame when Cone does good this year. Horrible take, you know, that sort of thing. I see both points here based on the reports we're getting out of camp. I'm fine with this route as long as it also happens in the games. That it just has to. If it doesn't, it is a wasted year. It is a wasted year. I would even say if that middle part in Notre Dame's schedule where it gets really tough, we start dropping uncharacteristic games and we lose two or three of those games, even at that point, I'm thinking about playing Pine or Buckner more because the season's over then. You're playing for next year at that point. You got three losses. You're playing for nothing. Your goals are ruined, developmental, the rest of the time. I'm not here to win the tent bowl again and the camping bowl again. So if you drop a few games and you're not in contention for anything I care about, that's, an that's another reason, whether it's Cone's fault or not, I got to see this take a more developmental track. But, Based on where we're at, defense should be really, really good. Hearing great things about the offense and Cone. Here's the other thing. You see these little clips they put on Twitter from practice or whatever. <clears throat> whatever access these guys do have at practice. These guys seem to really, really be going at it hard. I saw more effort out of Braden Lindsay in like two catches on Twitter that I felt like I saw from him all year last year. Now, maybe that's not fair because he had lingering injuries. I'm just telling you what I saw. So, I love seeing the vigor with which these guys are competing in practice. Going up for every catch. Die. I just saw a lot of intensity for this early in the dog days at camp. And I really love it. I really do love it. So, <clears throat> Cone has a very specific role. He's capable of doing it. He just has to deliver what I'm being sold or I'm totally against this. So, I'm fine with the plan based on the reports from practice, but it has to translate. If it doesn't and we keep pushing it, Wasted year, wasted games, wasted experience, and that's going to screw up 2022 as well, not just this year. So they need to play this right, and if Cone's really good and the defense is really good, Notre Dame's going to be really good. But if it starts going sideways, I need a, a safety plan to prep us for 2022. That's my position on it. So... Congrats to him. It's a big opportunity. I wish him and the offense the best. Let's see what we got. The other thing that came out over this weekend, and it's a bigger deal to some people than it is to me, but the seven captains were announced by, the, by Coach Kelly. Avery Davis, here's the one with that. I really like that. Avery Davis has had to undergo multiple position switches, frustrations with that, learning new spots, thought I was going to do this, asked to do that. 
He stuck with it, stuck with Notre Dame, a true team player. You know, you always hear you want players that'll just do whatever's good for the team. That's an easy thing to say and a hard thing to live by. Avery Davis actually has lived that and being rewarded with captaincy, I think is very well deserved in this instance by him. Great job to stick with it. That's the definition of a Notre Dame character guy. Happy for him. That's wonderful. He deserves it for sticking through it all these years. Hamilton, that's obvious. Heinish, that's obvious. Patterson, offensive line, that's obvious. MTA, that's obvious. Drew White, fine. Kyron, fine. I, it's, there's, I just don't have that much to say. That's fine. All those guys, I'm fine with this. So here's the interesting thing. Some people have asked, shouldn't your starting quarterback probably be a captain by default of how important that position is in uh, the sport? Here's the deal. We're in a unique spot where the quarterback is brand new here. It's his first year. If Kelly... If I was Cone and Kelly told me, we're going to go with captains that have all been here their whole lives and developed and, and been around and have all these long-standing relationships with everybody in the locker room, but understand how important your position is as starting quarterback, but you're not going to be a captain because you haven't been around through all these wars for multiple years. I totally get that. I think that's a very fair position for Kelly to have. And if I was Jack Cohn, I totally understand and respect that dynamic. So in this instance, I get why Cohn isn't a captain. I have no problem with it. Everybody just needs to understand. Maybe that's a thing better suited for guys that have been building this culture here for four or five years to let them be captains. Nobody has any doubt how important the quarterback position is. I'm not worried about that spot losing significance because he's not a captain. That's a non-issue to me. Here's what I need from these captains. Leadership and direction off the field and make big plays on the field. I have been on teams before. Where guys, not at this level, obviously, where guys have been named captain because of their age or, you know, been around longer or upperclassmen or whatever, but they don't make plays on the field. Guess what? You're not my captain. I, I can't, I, I never was okay with a guy that struck out 0 for 4 every time he batted trying to be a captain. Bro. You're not even good at what you're supposed to be captaining. So I'm not listening to you. Why don't you hit the ball once in a while? Then maybe I'll listen to you. But I don't take you serious as a captain leading anything when you're not good at what you're a captain of. No, you're not leading me anywhere. Hit the ball. If you're a pitcher, maybe not walk 80 guys in inning and then say you're a captain. You got to be good at what you're allegedly captaining. So I've always had a problem with that. 
Like, bro, you just struck out four times in this game and you want to talk about how somebody should be doing something? Hit the batting cage. You're not my captain. Perform on the field and I'll listen to you. Anyways, that was an unexpected rant, but it just always bothered me. Guys that are no good are the captain. I'm not following your lead. You can't even do anything. No, you're not a captain. Captains make plays out there. Anyways, overall, I'm comfortable with this as long as it works out. And I reserve the right to say that. You could say that's not fair or a cop-out or whatever. This plan is great as a plan. But if it starts going sideways, time to start looking at development. I am not interested in going 8-4, and four, making it to the tent, pitch a tent bowl again. You start losing games, time to develop, guys, so you don't get embarrassed at the horseshoe. That's my position, okay? That's my position. Here's the thing, though. I really think Jack Cohn's going to be pretty good, and we're going to be able to avoid that. Hearing how consistent he is is very encouraging because that is never something you would hear about Ian Book. You just never knew. Flip a coin. Is he going to be hot or not? To not have to worry about that and have a baseline competency level that I can rely on week to week would make me feel great if it's Jack Cohn. He has weapons everywhere. Offensive line comes together. Good running backs, good tight ends. Hearing and seeing good things from the receivers. Let's go. So let's just pray we don't have to start asking those questions of, how far is too far to where we now got to look at development because this year we're not winning anything that matters. And the internal struggle of, I might be ready for this development, but the coaching staff still wants to win as many games they can in 21, even if winning anything major is out the window already. Let's avoid all those frustrations by playing this straight up the way it's supposed to go now and having it work. But I'm encouraged. I'm fine with it. But I reserve the right at any time when I start, if this starts corkscrewing down or sideways, to want to explore other options with future upside. So I wish him the best. Congrats on winning the job. I think he could be really solid, really good. Let's go.